Bitcoin and the crypto markets are in the green today. Is it due to billionaire money rolling into virtual currency? Is it short sellers having to pay the piper after a beer beer a beer market? <laughs> a bear market. Or can a religion move the price of crypto by saying it's compliant with their precepts? And are these the signs of a bull market or just another bull trap? Regardless, it's nice to see all of our favorite coins on the move once again, and we are going to discuss the reasons it could be happening. We'll also announce the latest winner in the World Crypticon ticket giveaway and some info about the future of Bad Crypticon. It's all the news that's fit to speak about, some of it positive, some of it negative. It's the good news, bad news for the week ending April 13th, 2018, episode number 111 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? And we're live. Oh, and I'm ripping things out of my ears. Nice. <laughs> this, is live, this is live programming, folks. And welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. I'm Joel Com. He's Travis Wright, and I'm crypto furious. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm crypto. I'm crypto happy, man. I'm, I'm crypto delirious today. I'm crypto so excited, yeah. but it doesn't end in iOS or IS or any of that because I'm Travis, and uh, you're listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast. You're excitemus. Mm-hmm. Excitemusist. You're you're thrilled. This is not horrible. No. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that today and just want to give a shout out to our sponsor. They're back. The Zilla app. Uh, they were with us as a sponsor for several months and Abasa Phillips was having a hard time getting the app approved into the app store. But guess what? Zilla is finally in the Apple App Store. And with the Zilla app, you can find ICOs. You can evaluate the team, the timeline, the token and the tech easily and participate in the ICO directly through the app. It's still an early build, so the wallet and the chat are not yet activated, but they're coming soon, and the Android version also coming out soon. Go to the Apple App Store and download the Zilla app. Z-I-L-L-A is how you spell it. Now check it out. That's so awesome, and uh, thanks to the folks at, at Zilla. What is this, like the third or fourth month of uh, sponsoring, the sh- sponsoring the show? So big thanks to... Uh, the fine folks there, they must love what they get from the bad crypto group, eh? Yeah, eh? Or they, they're not Canadian, eh? I don't know. I'm Canadian today, eh? <laughs> Can they, is it Canada Day? I don't know. It's something every day. Actually, I, I was talking to a friend, and apparently it's five international days every day. There's like at least five. It's National Pet Day. It's whatever day. It's like There's like four or five of them every day. You know what? I saw it today is like National Grilled Cheese Day that was trending on Twitter or on Facebook or something. Yeah, this is actually National Bad Crypto News Day. Right. Uh, and it's also going to be news for our winner of the World Crypticon tickets for two. World Crypticon happens in Las Vegas at the area hotel November or October 30th through November 2nd, Mr. Travis Wright and I will be emceeing uh, that event. And every week they are giving away a pair of tickets to one lucky person who is on the Bad Crypto newsletter list. And and uh, you can enter to win badco.in forward slash WCC. And you could be a random 
winner. And what's the grand prize there, Travis, at the end of this whole uh, contest? Yeah, the grand prize winner will win not only two tickets to World Crypticon, but they will also win free airfare and hotel for two. Uh, They will get a suite at the area, which if you have not been to Vegas, to the area uh, and saw the suites, they are pretty sweet. They're really sweet. That hotel is uh, is a rocking place. So so I'll be excited to check that out. So uh, worldcryptocon.com is the official site. But if you want to enter to win tickets, badco.in forward slash WCC. And guess what? The winner this week is a crypto check. Yay. Her name is Karen Engel. And congratulations, Karen. You'll be getting an email from the nice people at World Crypticon on how to claim your tickets. Mm-hmm. And you will now be one of the finalists for the grand prize. Dun, 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 dun. So exciting, you guys. It's so exciting. Now, uh, the other uh, the other thing we've been talking about is Bad Crypticon. Uh, as you know, our one-year anniversary. Mr. Travis Wright, our anniversary is coming up. Oh, what are you getting me? What what do we get each other on the one year? You don't bring me flowers. (laughs) You don't bring me bad coin anymore. Uh, So here's the deal. We have a lot going on and there's a lot of travels. And as much as we wanted to put on Bad Crypticon over uh, our anniversary, which is July 18th, it's just not going to happen. The the team is fully loaded up with uh, projects and we're loaded up with creating content. It's just, it's too soon. So uh, apologies that that's not going to happen yet. However, we are going to have a birthday meetup slash celebration here in Denver on July 18th. It's not going to be a full-blown event. It's going to be me and Travis uh, having drinks and hanging out with y'all for anybody who wants to come here and hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So I don't Maybe even- some karaoke. Maybe some karaoke. I don't know if there's a charge. It'll be like a minimal $10, you know, something like that. But um, we just need to get an Eventbrite page up so we know who's coming and how many so we can find, you know, the appropriate venue for it. But uh, so bad Crypticon. It's good news, bad news. Good news is uh, we're going to make it to a year. I'm confident. The bad news is no bad Crypticon yet, but we are going to celebrate for our birthday. So I guess this is about our nine month anniversary. We're coming up on here in a couple of days. Yeah, I might let's celebrate that. Woohoo! Celebrate that. Woohoo! We're not going to have a meetup though or anything for that. But we will have some news. Yeah, so let's get to the feature which is the good news and bad news of the week. So the big news, Mr. Travis Wright, is that crypto is in the green today. Mm, it was so nice and actually yesterday it was starting to starting to pop a little bit. I know you had sent me a message about EOS. EOS yesterday was at like five dollars and 80 cents and then uh i'd noticed it as well and then it had popped up to like eight bucks and then it was going down and i was like oh wow it hit it, it went up two and a half but almost two and a half bucks it's definitely going to go down and nope it went all the way up to 10 bucks and then came down because it was wild and then the whole market took off today yeah, uh, in fact, I'm looking at WorldCoin Index, Bitcoin's presently at 7,772. Um, EOS hit uh, 924. It's at 882 right now. Ethereum up 11%. Ripple up 17%. Uh, EOS, uh, let me let me sort them here by market cap because uh, that's reverse. There we go. What you'll see is that EOS and Litecoin are going back and forth. They're jockeying for the number five and six slot. 
Uh, you could see $700 billion, $6.74 billion for a short time. EOS was higher than Litecoin in market cap. Yep, it got up to EOS. It got up to $10, and now it's sitting at eight sixty-five, And uh, still pretty fascinating how that took a nice big pop. Uh, Litecoin, yes, it went up 9%. Uh, Ripple went up 25%. That's huge. Cardano went up a bunch. But if you're actually looking at the seven-day chart of who have gone up over the last, like how much they've grown in the last seven days, or just in the last 24 hours, EOS is up over 40%. So uh, if you were holding any of that, that was good news for you. Yeah, but, and the uh, entire market cap's back at $300 um, billion again, $308 billion at this moment. Mm, nice. Wow. I was noticing Chain the other day. It was sitting around $3. Now it's almost at $6. Hmm. Crazy. Well, that's moving pretty nicely then. In fact, we're talking with um, one of the Wanchain principals to uh, to come here and join us on the show. So what in the world is going on? Uh, we're going to speculate as to what might be happening. And there's a few stories. Of course, you can find all of these linked in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 111. Um, the first one is here from the Bitplex, and it says Rockefeller's $3 billion venture capital firm begins to invest in cryptos. Yep. So we've talked a little bit about that. If you follow us on Twitter or Instagram or on Facebook, we're, we talk about these things in the Mastermind group. And uh, this was one of the things I saw that George Soros was talking about, you know, getting into crypto, Rockefeller and his venture capital fund was talking about getting into crypto, Rothschilds talking about getting into crypto, which means to me, if they're talking about getting into crypto, they've probably been in and accumulating quietly. And uh, so there's three pieces of news right there about Soros, about Rothschilds and the Rockefellers uh, getting into the crypto space. And uh, not a surprise. I mean, if there's money to be made, guess what? Those are some of the more savvy um, manipulators of money historically, of course they're going to be in it. <laughs> so their venture capital firm is called Venrock, and this article says that it's known for its abilities to find extremely successful startups. They invested in Intel and Apple before they were household names, and uh, recently their their more successful clients are Nest and Dollar Shave Club which have become, you know, multi-billion dollar firms as well. So uh, with them adding crypto, that is definitely a good sign. And as you said here, the guy with uh, um, the, the, the ISACs, right? The, <laughs> there's, a funny, there's a funny song about him. If you Google it, it's called Ball Sack Eyes. <laughs> He's got Ball Sack Eyes. It it's a hilarious song. Uh, I'll see if I can find it, put it in the show notes. There's a lot of things you could say about George Soros um, and without getting political about it. He, and Ballsack Eyes is one of the nicer things you can say about it. He's he's a billionaire. <laughs> he did, he's 87 years old and uh, he is uh, preparing to trade cryptos as well because there's money there. You know, he said back in January, it was a bubble. Uh, but the family office is said to have recently approved trading, according to the story. On and in January, it was a bubble. <laughs> it was at $20,000. And then quickly thereafter, here we were around. Well, actually, if you look at this chart here, he called it a bubble around 11000 Ah, uh, So he, he did not have the foresight to call it a bubble back at, at 20. He's not that small. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
so right, right. so this of George Soros if you want more information about that dude he had some really interesting uh, beginnings to his uh, career way early on so uh, is that what's driving the market or could it be that apparently cryptos especially those that are backed by gold are uh, compliant with sharia law so that muslims have the go ahead to uh for you know for those that follow that to go ahead and invest Mm -hmm. and there was a report that came out this research paper that you're referencing right there they say that bitcoin is compliant with sharia law once that report came out boom crypto spiked about a thousand dollars over the course of the next hour now we don't know if that's directly impacting and so if they're able to get the green light to invest in cryptocurrencies, there could be a whole huge influx of cash that had not even really been considered uh, to, 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 be, to come into the market. But I don't think that's the only reason. I mean, there's some other really legitimate reasons. Tax season is here in America, mm-hmm. and it's really close. There's, a, there's been a, big, a lot of selling off uh, so people can pay what they owe to the IRS. So uh, when, when April 17th gets here, that's going to be something where – after that, that's been something where people have said probably the cryptos are going to start growing again, um, you know. And then another thing is is the shorts. Mm-hmm. The covering of shorts could be a major factor as well, right? Yeah, this uh, this account here on Twitter, uh, Big Rects, R-E-K-K-T-S, um, follows live reporting of BitMEX's liquidation of uh, short contracts. And there has been just a, a ton of activity here. In fact, uh, the number is at over $150 million in shorts were liquidated on BitMEX, you know, within the last day or so. That That is a lot of uh, people having to cover their shorts. This is crazy, though, when you're looking at it. They're like, buy XBT, 2.4 million at 7,500, 2 million, uh, 4.5 million. So these are not even, this is like paper contracts, essentially. This is not real Bitcoin. This is sort of how the market you know, is able to sell gold and silver that doesn't even exist. It's this sort of paper gold and silver. So people are trying to short the market. And a lot of these buys are just what, like 3 million Bitcoin, 4.9 million Bitcoin. Okay, that's 9.9 million Bitcoin at $7,650. Like, that's just insane. There's, it's 10 million. A lot of activity here, and you can watch if you scroll back on their tweets to April 9th and 10th. You can watch it go from about 6,600 to 7,000 to all the way up to uh, 8,000 here for some of them, I believe. Yep, mm-hmm. 8,000. And uh, so they're still covering some. There's a lot of uh, shorts that need to to cover um, the, these issues here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cry, cry. Totally. All right. So that, you know, why is it up? Why is it down? There could be a lot of different factors. And the real question is, is this a um, a bull trap? You know, is this run really just to squeeze some more profits out of people who are like, oh, it's going back up? Uh, or is this the beginning of the next move for crypto? Because it's really been, you know, uh, a couple months or so that we've been suppressed here. Well, I think there's a lot of things, right? We just talked a lot about a lot of them. When you're talking about big money, considering to get into crypto, they're saying it's not a scam and they're investing millions of dollars into Bitcoin and some of these other cryptos. We don't know exactly what they're buying, but they're saying 
Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are an investment that we're heavily in looking into and investing into. That's a, that's a big sign. The tax season being over with the sell-offs, that's a big sign. Uh, with uh, Bitcoin becoming Sharia law compliant, that's a big sign. With those shorts being covered, that's a big sign. And, man, if we could pop up back over 10,000, 12,000, 15,000, and that whole market starts growing. I mean, we were sitting at $250 billion market cap on Thanksgiving Day, and now we're back up to $300 billion today here on April 12th. Hopefully that that trend can can keep going. It, there was a play; it just wasn't popping below. There was it just wasn't going down below, dipping below that that is, that's going back up. So hopefully that that continues. All right, so let's jump into some other news here. Uh, I don't know too much about this one. I see it here in our show notes, and the the headline is a Medium article: The Verge blockchain has been compromised, and developers have no clue what to do about it. What do you know about this? Uh, well, I just read that there was somebody was able for like 24 hours was able to mine all of all of the verge uh, through some hack. And there were several bugs in the um, the XVG code that would allow them to exploit mining blocks. And so they were basically spoofing uh, the timestamp and they were submitting these blocks and they were able to mine a whole bunch of verge. They gave a. A bunch of, of BS Verge was just mined, and now the price has gone up. So when that price went up to a pretty nice point, I I got rid of all my Verge that I had. Hmm. This is a problem, and it sounds like it's the problem that they haven't quite solved yet. I think there's only like one big developer for Verge from what they say. So these Verge used to be called Bitcoin Dark, right? Hmm. And I believe that's what it was called, that Bitcoin Dark. Uh, Doge Dark, I think, is what it was called before. And I don't think there's a, it has a huge development team. It just has its own sort of one person team. So I don't know. It got hacked. It went, it went back up to about 10 cents. I got out of it and it's sitting at about what, eight, nine cents now. Well, they're I don't, saying, know, I don't know how you get hacked and you make a bunch of fake verge and then the price goes up tremendously. That's weird. They're saying that <clears throat> at least it's alleged that the verge team is suppressing information. They're blocking people from uh Bitcoin talk and from their telegram. So uh, I'm not sure. You know, this guy got kicked for posting something here mm-hmm. and banned from another. And so I, I don't really know what's going on, but you know, just another reason that this is the wild west and you don't know what you're going to get. Some of the coins that you think are some of the top coins, you know, are, are shit coins that maybe don't have the <laughs> top developer. <laughs> they don't have the top developers on the project. Right. And so, you know, Verge was relatively sort of just languishing, and then all of a sudden, you know, John McAfee tweeted about them, you know, back in like November or uh, December, and it just took off. And I mean, that's what happens whenever John McAfee. I guess that's why he charges one hundred and five to one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars per tweet because Ver that thing went from like one cent, two cents, all the way up to like thirty cents, and that thing went that that thing went thirty x. Dude, the dude is definitely influential. Uh, what else we got here? This story on Cointelegraph. Three more countries joined planned lawsuit against Internet giants for banning crypto ads. And mm-hmm. uh, so they're they're filing a suit. Uh, let's see. Switzerland, Kazakhstan and Armenia have joined with Russia, China and South Korea in filing a lawsuit against major Internet companies. Those being Google, Twitter and, uh, and Facebook. Yeah, it's not nice to ban crypto ads from Kazakhstan. That's what Borat say. 
Yeah, but you can go ahead and um, and have uh, stock ads. You know, you can advertise all kinds of potential scams on Facebook all day long. But if you have cryptocurrency, oh no, it must be bad. You know, the worst kind of ads to me are like you're sitting here, you're watching a sporting event, and every other commercial is about boner medicine, and you're like, and you're like trying to watch a sporting event. It's like, you know, like literally, like, and like you know, I've got like a 12 year old daughter, you know. Like, young son it's like why do, i don't know why they got to pop up all the time at least we know they're not targeted yet you know so then it's like <laughs> owner medicine tv ads that's we we are we are bad and that's um, that's why we do this i also just spotted a typo in their article here on i did too cryptocurrency oh so there's two i see johnal johnal mcafee oh uh, johnal mcafee oh yeah well, crypto on January 30th, Facebook banned advertisements related to cryptocurrency. Oh, my gosh. Good, good job, Cointelegraph. Cointelegraph, three typos on one page. Come on, get it get it together. Yeah, there's the cryptocurrency. Um, you know, Spellcheck is your friend, but cryptocurrency is not yet recognized by Spellcheck as a word. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. apparently... But advertisements are. I don't know why it says advertisements. Yeah, advertisements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, Nicely done. Uh, We're the maybe, bad crypto podcast who talks about uh, spell. We're, we are basically the, the crypto <laughs> grammar and spell check, you know, police. Well, here's another okay. big name in the crypto, in, in the uh, the business world, Salesforce. And mm-hmm. this article on TechCrunch says Salesforce is working on a blockchain product. Yep. He mentioned that at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland, that they've been thinking about blockchain you know, oh, so there was a crypto conference going on at the same time as WEF and the two worlds collided. Guess what? We were at that event. That was Crypto HQ. Crypto HQ, yeah. Yeah, we were the crypto Not affiliated on. with the not the, affiliated yeah. with them at all. It just happened yeah. to be going on. Total coincidence. Yeah. And uh, so Salesforce is looking to see how they can apply blockchain technology into Salesforce. Salesforce is one of the largest databases in the world when it comes to contact information, right? And uh, they want to have something by Dreamforce, which is normally in September or October. Mm-hmm. They, will, they will have a blockchain and cryptocurrency solution by then, he says. Big announcement. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But, you know, this is why I stand by uh, what we've been saying all along, that blockchain is here to stay. There is not going to be a slowing um, you know, of people developing blockchain solutions any more than there was a slowing of, you know, people developing websites in the late nineties and forward, just more and more and more. And so uh, blockchain ain't going away, gang. Staying by blockchain. This is funny. This, <laughs> this is a great story right here. Uh, this is on steamit.com. JP Morgan. The home of one Jamie Dimon, who uh, I think McAfee called a douche canoe or something like that. Uh, Yeah, Max Kaiser calls him Jamie Demon. Yeah. So J.P. Morgan, uh, Chase, the the bank, sued for overcharging fees on Bitcoin. That is some funny, funny stuff here. They're getting Mm -hmm. sued because they they stopped letting customers buy cryptos with credit cards and they began treating the purchases as cash advances and so fees were as high as 20 to 120 dollars during uh during that time. Mm. 
Nice job. And then later he went on to say, you know what? I regret calling Bitcoin a fraud. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you actually Google all the different times that uh, uh, JP Morgan has been fined huge amounts, like in the billions for fraudulent stuff that they've done. I mean, it's just it's amazing how uh, there's not been mass arrest of executives in that company with all of the financial fraud that they've done over the years. It's unbelievable. Kind of sucks to be them. Yeah, well, they're one of the richest companies in the world. So JP Morgan, the actual man, um, was a very, very uh, shrewd businessman, and he built an empire for sure. What the heck's going on with Telegram? It looks like you know they were intending to uh, open up their ICO to public investors, uh, but they've already raised $1.7 billion from private sales, two of them in particular, and now they're saying that they might just get rid of the public sale completely because it could be more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Why? Why bother at this point? You have $1.7 billion. And if that's essentially the value of your currency at this time. So if you look at the coin market cap, $1.7 billion, that puts them at around 16 or 17 overall for coin market cap of the way it stands right now, based on just their private offerings. So, you know, there's no, there's no need to do an ICO if you already have that much money, in my opinion. Well, why why risk it? It's clearly uh, in their white paper. It's a security, and mm-hmm. they're going. You know what? Why do we even want to screw around with this? Why do we want right. to deal with thousands or tens of thousands of people who are now stakeholders or feel like mm-hmm. stakeholders? It, it's a and what's so great? And what's so great about that? They've raised one point seven billion dollars for their tokens and given up zero equity. <laughs> so it's like. That's an amazing, amazing model. Here's another big name, IBM. Um, you know, it's no um, secret that you and I have been fans of Stellar uh, Lumens ever since, you know, we had Jed McCaleb back on one of the early episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he was on in July or August. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're an IBM futurist, right? And I'm an IBM futurist. In this uh, article on Luminots.com, the IBM Stellar Partnership and IBM's three Stellar-based products. So these things are starting to roll out uh, in some of the um, the partnership that IBM has with Stellar. To, to me, that just bodes well. Absolutely. They are. IBM provides financial institutions with enterprise-level Stellar-based products, for one, validating the Stellar public network, two, facilitating cross-border transactions with the Stellar Lumen as the current bridge asset, and then also issuing any asset on the Stellar network. So it's pretty fascinating how they are working on these new projects with Hyperledger and the private networks they're doing, the things they're working on, the public network on Stellar, and then also Stellar's uh, validator projects that they're working on, universal payment solution they're working on. We got to get somebody on from IBM to talk about all this stuff, man. This is great. We do. Uh, maybe even Jesse Lund. Uh, he was the gentleman who's quoted here mm-hmm. in uh, in this article talking about Lumens as a bridge asset, which is what I initially, you know, what we thought it was going to be for cross-border transactions mm-hmm. to make real-time settlement of payments super fast because that's what Stellar does. It is super fast. Uh, for for payment settlements, three cents at the most, uh, three seconds at the most. Now, Jesse Lund also said that IBM is very very close to helping a central bank issue fiat currency on the Stellar network. Now, why is that important? Now, whenever we chatted with Jed McCaleb, he would say, "Now look, what if you had a Wells Fargo dollar, and now you need to trade that over for a Citibank dollar, 
and then you send that over to a C, uh, a Citibank dollar in exchange, or then you need to take those Citibank dollars that's in that account and send those over to Zimbabwe or whatever. So each individual bank having its own fiat currency tagged back to it uniquely on the Stellar Network, that is the future of, of money. Here's a story on Reddit, and I don't know if it's, I mean, it looks like it could be legit, but it could be Photoshopped. Dogecoin on International Space Station. No joke, serious. And it's it's got a photo here, um, which I guess we could put this uh, in the show notes so you guys can see this. So maybe maybe Doge really is going to the moon. <laughs> of course, space, space Station doesn't go to the moon. It just, you know, hovers. It hovers around space. the moon. So it looks like it's just on a screen, and somebody just popped it up on the screen. Uh, the user, which is probably somebody who was on the uh, on the space station, who put it up on the screen. So that's pretty funny. Yeah, Doge to, yeah. to the moons. Mr. Travis Wright, this story from CoinDesk: or Russian police arrest two for illegal crypto mining. We are coming mm. to take you away. Yanni Hachus crypto mining in Russia, no good. Um, they have been arrested for illegal cryptocurrency operations that happened earlier today, actually. Authorities found more than 6,000 pieces of mining equipment in the city of Orenburg. And uh, this is like this big factory that was discovered in a, in a abandoned rubber factory. And uh, they were using that, uh, that mining to, uh, while they, were, they stole 8 million uh, kilowatt hours worth of electricity, at the cost of 60 million rubles, uh, which, rubles which would be a, yeah, a million dollars. A million dollars. This is not first time Russian authorities have shut down illicit crypto mining operations. Police have also arrested scientists working at Nuclear Weapons Research Institute using facility supercomputer for mining. Uh, yes, things. Russian police not putting up with hijinks and shenanigans. They in, in in Russia, they do not allow crypto mining. In Russia, they will arrest you and put you in the gulag. Sorry about your family. Glug, glug. Sorry for your feelings. Uh, meanwhile, neighbors to the east, while the world cracks down, Japan emerges as a crypto haven. The Japanese are they're they're digging the crypto still. They are more open over there. They view it as a legitimate currency. And, you know, instead, when they say it, it began with an American felon who arrived in the country looking for a fresh start, our good friend Roger Ver came to America, came to Japan in 2006 after getting out of prison for selling explosives online and stumbled upon Bitcoin in its early days. I did not know that about Roger Ver, that he was selling explosives online. That's that's explosive news right there. We did not know, realize that was happening. He, and he, I, he's not just Bitcoin, Jesus. He's explosive. Jesus, apparently. Nice. Yeah, and I guess he worked with the Mark Carpellis guy, the uh, the guy who Mount brought uh, Mount Gox to Tokyo. And, um, yeah, and so, but over time, they've been working with crypto experts there in the country, and they are working on creating a Bitcoin haven. And um, I don't see anything here about Bitcoin Cash. Speaking of Roger Veer, the at Bitcoin account on Twitter has been banned Again, uh, Bitcoinist calls the account misleading uh, and has been suspended. And um, it says that they are violating Twitter's rules. What do you think it is they're doing? Well, they're violating. Yeah, well, it's at Bitcoin and all they're doing is pumping Bitcoin cash. 
So it's confusing people and they're guilty of pretending to be someone else. They're Bitcoin cash posing as Bitcoin. Now, I believe if we look at their Twitter handle, I saw that it came back. I don't know if it's back or not right now or not. Let me look your Bitcoin. It's back. So it was banned temporarily. But uh, yeah, it, it really should be Bitcoin. Should be talking about Bitcoin, not Bitcoin Cash, but it is talking about Bitcoin Cash. But who would, looks like the, who the would account run is back. that? Who would who should who should run the official at Bitcoin, you know, social media presence? Because it's mm. decentralized. Yeah, hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, when it's a decentralized organization, who is the one who should run it? Mm, don't know. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, uh, the Reddit, the the Reddit uh, Bitcoin. That's a very centralized one that if you talk about certain things, they'll ban your account. So, you know, Bitcoin is an interesting community. The people who are sort of leading the development and stuff, it's not it's not open and free. And there's, there's some censorship and there's some crazy drama going on at times between the Bitcoin cash and the Bitcoin core. So this last story that we're going to hit upon comes from a tweet, uh, which we will link to. And the tweet says, next level phishing attacks. This time attackers are using real domains, unlike before where they used matching domains to the real ones. And there's a video here that uh, that shows what's going on here. Uh, if you go to the Googles and search, you'll notice there's an ad for blockchain info free to create your own blockchain wallet i'm looking at the video now but when you click it it redirects to a phishing page how are they doing that right well i mean it's the way that they're setting up the the ads are of some sort right Mm -hmm. Uh, and so they're setting up the ad in there here's the here's the display url but here's the real url so they're actually in some cases using uh google's advertising to uh to basically fool people but apparently cryptocurrency ads are bad, but it's okay to be able to set up fake phishing ads. That's not a problem. They're not, they're yeah. Not, they're not policing that. Yeah. Cause you could do that with anything, with any type of site, any type of business. It wouldn't, uh, you know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be crypto. So probably ought to ban that stuff. That's not too helpful for the community. It's not safe. Uh, you know, just busy. be careful. Google's too busy demonetizing people and silencing dissenting opinions to worry about actually policing their products. The moral of the story is, just be careful when you click something, check the URL in your browser to make sure you're actually at that site before you transact. I've used, you know, some of my Ether wallet in Bittrex so many times and I always look and check to make sure I'm actually on the site because anybody can make a mistake. Anybody can, you know, get uh, malware on their computer. And even if you think you're going to the right site, you might not be. So just guard your cryptos. In fact, uh, Mr. Travis Wright, in our next episode that's going to come out, Tales from the Crypto is going to feature the stories of several people who have uh, have been hacked or fished or lost their cryptos. They've been had. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is that we're talking to some pretty high level folks that have high visibility and they're like, we'll talk, but we don't want you to use our names because we don't want any more heat coming down on us. So. Uh, we will allow them to be on the show uh, with their uh, with them being anonymous, but uh, we need to we need to share their stories because it's so easy to get hacked. Even people who are pretty savvy are getting hacked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, crack, I, crack. I remember the story of one guy losing fifty five Bitcoin, you know, somewhere on an old hard drive. So, yeah, that wasn't even getting hacked. That was just being dumb. 
<laughs> well, we all have those moments too. Anyway, good news and bad news uh, for the week. And by the way, the feedback, Travis, on this uh, the show, we did the first one last week of moving the news to this was really good. People people dig uh, the news and the banter happening, you know, in a once a week update. That's good. You know what else you we got good feedback it. from? What's that? Crypto chicks. Uh, overwhelmingly, people loved the episode with the bad crypto chicks, uh, Rachel and Sarah. And so they will be back again next week with an episode. Very cool. We love them. They're very nice. It's very fun nice. to, some, 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 very fun to sort of branch out and uh, extend our, our show's reach to include other perspectives. It was very nice. It was and it's nice. very nice that y'all are continue to join us and make this one of the most informative and entertaining podcast shows in the crypto world. Please take a moment to review us if you haven't yet. Go to iTunes or Stitcher or our Facebook page and, uh, and write what you think and rate us, unless you're going to rate us low, in which case I think you have laundry or dishes to do instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do something constructive besides yeah. With being being rude to us with your feedback. Why don't you be more constructive with your criticism? <laughs> Alrighty. Well, great to always have you here. And on behalf of Mr. Travis Wright and myself, make sure that you stay bad. Stay bad. Stay bad. Stay stay worse. Be, be badder. <laughs> I want to get the last. I want to get the last bad in. The baddest. <laughs> the baddest. The baddest. baddest. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.